Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Identical cousins. It's time for Must Have Seen TV, the podcast dedicated to the sitcoms of the 20th century. For my love, Lucy, to News Radio, I'm your TV guy, Barb Hardly, and I'm also a senior reporter, producer for Decider.com, and my boy identity is Brett White. And say hello to the Roger Healy, to my Tony Nelson, Ethan K. Hello, Ethan. Hey, everybody. And hello, Barb. It's so good to see you again. I know. So, I mean, you got to compliment the outfit. It's absolutely wonderful. I, I just Oops. noticed the earrings, the brooch oh. you pointed out earlier, and the, <laughs> the bows, but the earrings are new. What what listeners don't know is that even when I'm Brett White and dressed as a boy, I also make you point out what's good about my outfits. No, <laughs> I'll do that People next like time. People like to feel good about the way they look. And I, I always I loved your glasses. Oh, do we glasses. talk about that enough? <laughs> I, I was wearing them sporadically. And over the last maybe three or four weeks, I've my vision's not gotten better. It's gotten worse. <laughs> and I don't have insurance for another couple of days until that kicks in. So I can't get new glasses. So just wearing them as much as possible. What? I did learn that the brand of glasses is big men's eyeglasses club. And the, the style is. <laughs> that sounds like are a normal eyeglasses too gay for you. <laughs> Come to big men. Sure, your masculinity by with the way that you actually look <laughs> at things, but the brand, the, uh, the style is big rays. Ooh, wait, big They're rays. They're all like big executive and like big, uh, big bonus. And they're all like Lord. big things like that. So mine are big rays in Navy blue. Well, um, so this is also the portion of the podcast for listeners. You got to know that there is a video uh, section. Go to YouTube um, where where I show off the look from H to T. Well, you can't really see. Hot pink high heels. Hey, oh. <laughs> I, I at some point I'm going to figure out a camera angle to actually capture the entire eleganza of Ms. Barb Hardly because again when you go through all this work you want people to see it. Well, you're going to get pictures of this later and also put them up on Barb Hardly's Instagram. I'm assuming. Yeah, you know, but it's it's, it's working, Barb. This is Barb's gig. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we actually we've had some uh, chatter on uh, Twitter. Um, oh, I should have opened that up because someone actually gave us information that we should have had last week. I will say that that since coming on as the 
per the the co-host i've had two new instagram followers that have followed <laughs> because of this so thank you very much both of you folks yeah hi y'all uh on, on twitter uh jay spence at bonsai 8462 uh let me and ethan know that Da, 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 da. Hi, Brett and Barb. The reason the Tubi episode description of the first Bendix up of Life of Raleigh made no sense. Remember, it was about him getting a surgery? Um, was because it's actually the description for the first Gleason app, and Tubi put it in the wrong place. That Tubi intern better have gotten his school or her or their school credit revoked. The entire school credit for that one thing. The estate of William Bendix is furious. Suing. How calling dare. Up every day. How dare they? Well, and the, the state of Jackie Gleason's like, I don't want to be associated with him. I learned <laughs> that uh, I mentioned this, this whole, uh, the whole life of Riley to my parents. And my mom said, oh, we used to watch life of Riley. I loved it. She was, she grew up in the 1950s. <laughs> so she would have seen life of Riley she starring William Bendix. Was big into the life of Riley verse. The life of Riley uh, fan club. I'm assuming there was, there was one like a Mickey Mouse club, but for the great William Bendix. Yeah, just all Bendix all the time. I'm trying to see if I, ha- I thought I had another. This is all stuff that I should gather before the podcast starts of, because uh, <laughs> I want to start, you know, when people talk to us on the internet, I want, because I want to encourage other people to talk to us. Um, oh yeah, so Zach Wilson on uh, in on Twitter just said, uh, let's just listen to the new episode. And and what are the odds that Lugene Sanders cups up twice for me in three days? And if you follow at Televisionary ZW, they're trying to watch all TV. Oh, one episode at a time. So yeah, I was like, yeah, that makes sense for you. But anyway, thank you so much for listening. I was very sh- pleased to know that people were listening to the show. I'm I'm taking two new Instagram followers as a sign that I am accepted as a co-host. <laughs> I'll do better with the, the outfit too. Like I was going to wear a jacket and a tie and it's too damn hot. It is just no. too hot. I have air conditioning going and a fan and it's still too hot. I have air conditioning going as well. So, and again, cause again, uh, I'm wearing a whole lot of clothes <laughs> <laughs> for an audio podcast with video component, but um, the, the top is pretty diaphanous though. It's got to probably get, it yeah, I, mean, it's, I got sheer it's sheer up top. But right below is a is a bra stuffed with um six silicone pouches, ah to 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 fill it out. Um, silicone pouches like the nineties yeah. X Men. Yes, <laughs> you take it out now. Uh, that's where I keep all my bullets. Yo, that's what, that's what Cyclops did. Cyclops had all of his his bullets for the gun that he didn't carry. Yeah, exactly. Well, unless you got the action figure, then sometimes they would come with a gun, and you're like, "What the hell? What uh, the hell?" <laughs> I remember that in G.I. Joe, like the character of, of Lifeline and G.I. Joe, his oh, whole yeah. thing was, I don't, I don't carry a weapon. And his toy was packed with a pistol. He's a pacifist. He's the medical officer. He's Respect wonderful. his decisions. <laughs> <laughs> so this week on Mustang TV, we'll be traveling to October 27th, 1965. The Cincinnati Kid ruled the box office yesterday by the Beatles heard of them top the charts and abc aired the patty duke show episode the girl from nephew ethan you must have seen the girl from nephew before today never seen it before never seen this episode have you so what's your patty duke show history patty duke show it was on nick at night when i was a youth Mm -hmm. 
watched it uh, several times. I didn't remember it being anything as wild, like Mr. Ed had a talking horse yes. and A-Team was all explosions. And, and there's, there's the funny guy who told jokes and Mr. T was a badass, but like Patty Duke show, it, it, it was, it was entertaining. I remember, but it, it fell in the kind of line of like Donna Reed and father knows or um, yeah, for daddy where it's like, Oh, it's a situation more than a comedy. Well, I, the episode that we watched, I would say is definitely leaned towards comedy, but also a lot of situations. Now, whole, but, it was all situations, a string of situations. I mean, I did, I watched uh, the Patty Duke show uh, on Nick at night uh, quite often. Um, I don't know if they ever had a block party summer night of Patty Duke show. Uh, but, you know, I also need to thank uh, Mrs. Duke <laughs> for, I mean, okay, let's just get into the creepy territory for both being married to a man that I want to have sex with and being the mother of a man that I want to have sex with. I hope both of them is are that listening creepy? to this podcast. Sean Astin is adorable. I've always had a crush on Sean. And we all know that I adore John Astin. So, my sister in law <laughs> has. My sister-in-law has met him several times at conventions and has at least one autographed photo of, of Mr. Sean Astin's. So he's basically family at this point. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And, um, oh, and if you go on like a uh, YouTube, you can watch a whole lot of episodes of Tattle Tales from the late seventies, which was the married couple. Uh, it was like, it was, yeah, it was like a married couple celebrities game and John and Patty would, uh, you know, team up sometimes. Well, and you've spoken to John, you've spoken to Mackenzie. Yes, John was on episode a hundred of this podcast where my, uh, unyielding crush on him did not come up because I'm professional sometimes. He would have been flattered. Uh, but, But also my just general admiration for the man. I mean, I have, uh, I mean, I guess I could try to show if you can see. I have a, a drawing of uh, Gomez and Morticia by Wilfredo Torres on my wall, and then an eight by ten of uh, Mr. Aston smoking a cigarette <laughs> underneath my uh, B. Real quick, so, since, and- we, since we are on video and showing off our background, <laughs> uh, this is, uh, this might be the only time I have. I'm focused at this angle. I might turn it around again, but I have uh, Jerry Colonna, Spike Jones. And Jerry Colonna's uh, Afro contract from the uh, from the 1940s. <laughs> Is that an Just eBay purchase? Off. Yeah, all eBay purchases. Yeah. Uh, the Spike Jones was from an, from an auction. They're they're all autographed. There is, and I forgot to text you, but in the course of writing my Hayden Rourke biography, Jerry Colonna has come up. Was he Bob Hope's sidekick at some point? Yeah, he, he was. He was. He was Bob Hope's sidekick both on That's the it. radio program uh the tv program and they also did the uso tour mm-hmm. of the uh the south pacific together at which that's where uh, jerry wrote in his book who threw that coconut it's a um just a travel log of their time traveling entertaining the <laughs> in world war ii yeah he came up because desi arnaz was the band leader and that's all yeah. while they were doing that hayden was on tour with lucy whole thing um but yeah so i didn't really watch patty duke show all that much it hasn't really proliferated through reruns but for the the premise and the theme song mm. i feel like more people know those two things than have ever even seen the show yeah, and you know it's funny that you that the premise is so well remembered and in the episode we saw it was barely they barely even checked it no and I, and I they're like that that by season a, three they're like kathy's the boring one she just wants to be patty all the time and I think that's that's something that happened throughout the show is that let's just focus on Patty. We'll focus on Patty. She's much more interesting. 
Kathy would get a, a, a well, she was around. She she did things, but it, it I, what I've read, it seems that Patty was the more interesting dynamic one. She was the Homer. She was the Urkel. Where yeah. instead of instead of being sharing the spotlight, it's you know no, no Patty's great. Yeah, well, it's just it's a it was no uh, Stefan Stephen Urkel. She has she has the same name as our as the star who won an yeah. Academy Award. So let's focus on exactly. Patty. Ugh, gotta hike up my my boobs. Um, when I'm wearing this, I, I have to go strapless because it's sheer up here. So, Ethan, these are problems that uh, men don't really know about. But they until, should because then they start sympathetic. cross-dressing. Um, so this week on Must Have Seen TV, we're talking about the Patty Duke Show episode, "The Girl from Nephew." It is the seventh episode of season three, and it was written by Sam Locke and Joel Rapp, and directed by Gary Nelson. Here's how Tubi describes the episode. Patty thinks a member of a spy ring is on official business and is trying to trap her visitor. Ethan, how accurate is that description? I think it's inaccurate because she's not trying to trap the visitor as much as help him out as a spy, being a supplemental spy and trying to making up a mission for him to be on yes. and helping him along with that mission. There's a lot. The, that synopsis is written from a different point of view than you would because it's patty thinks a member of aspiring and that's the girl that's the woman the oh. is on official business and is trying to trap her visitor her being patty's visitor being the spy then it is accurate we are having a, we're having a lot of problems with Tubi and their uh wild description I love the fact that they have all the episodes. I'm a little less concerned about the admin that is writing descriptions for probably 700 episodes a day. Oh, God, yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing that I've always wondered about is who does that. I always assume it's interns, but I don't know. It probably is like someone with like a, an English degree who's like, oh, God, I got to get an entry level job somewhere. The market's horrible. Hey, if, you, if you've written descriptions for Tubi, drop a note in the in the uh, comments or send us a message. Or literally anywhere would be lovely because I want to know the secrets. Like, do you watch the whole episode? Do you cheat off of other people's synopses, etc.? Um, so the episode starts, and I, I noted that it just starts. Like Ross comes in, he's like, a, "Who's who is Patty's brother?" Ross, I love Ross. When I just wait. Ross has the must-see performance. Loved Ross, played by Paul O'Keefe. He is still alive. Oh, good. I believe he is the only member, only regular member of the cast who is still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, he hasn't done a lot of work since. He's, he's gotten to other things. But his big break was he played Oliver on Broadway. Oh, wait, before this? Yes. So you, Okay, so he's coming yeah. with the rep, the rep repertoire. Everybody, <laughs> everybody in this show has uh, has a record of successes. I yeah. mean, not to slow things down, Patty Duke Academy Award winner for the Miracle Worker. Yeah. Um, uh, the dad, uh, William Schallert, career going back to the 1930s, uh, 1940s. Yeah. Uh, he ended up being president of the Screen Actors Guild before Ed Asner. And right before Patty Duke. Patty Duke was oh. also the president of the Screen Actors Guild. Um, we love it. Yeah. And yeah, it's just an all-star cast. But Ross Ross is great. Love him. And so like, yeah, he's 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 like, there's an Interpol agent coming whose name is uh, Mr. Madsen. And he's coming 
Well, they give him a better reason later on. But at first he's like, oh, he's stopping by because he works with Kathy's father and just wants to give her his regards. Which is which is very weird because her father is the editor for a newspaper and he's literally like he's a spy. He has no other career. Yeah. He is. They the dad even writes an article saying, hey, this spy is coming over to to, to New York yes. to hang yeah. out with us. I don't know why that makes news. Oh, yeah. Like what editor is like, oh, God, he's pitching stuff about himself again. This guy. I'm having a I'm having a house guest. and Maybe we'll go out for dinner. I don't know. Although from what like in my research for Hayden's biography on it, like it would be like a party here. A party was had at this house. Here's a list of everyone that came. And that's the article. And it's like half a page, half a newspaper page. Like that's what they wrote about back then. It was a worthwhile party. If it was a, if it's like, you know, hey, we got six yeah, people this... together for burgers and dogs. No one's going to say anything. Unless one of those people is Judy Garland. Hayden Rourke did that anyway. But um, um, yeah, so the, the Interpol agent is coming. Um, I wrote, oh, yeah, Ross was wearing a really cool shirt at the beginning of this episode. It was like a cool stripe, like a polo pullover kind of thing. I, really I was thinking that. I was thinking that he looked like you out of drag, but the style of glasses he has is the same style as mine. Oh, big yes. Rays. You big <laughs> Ross with that big raise energy. Uh, <laughs> I need to get so, the, uh, the I need to get the, the, the big man's executive club sponsorship because I don't have insurance to get new frames. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the whole scam you're running here. I'm going to get get us get a regular gig so that you can then get those ad dollars. Uh, get those sponsorships uh, so what uh when david shows up so the david madsen is the spy david no, madsen not- played by murray rose a sometimes actor but more famous for being a three-time uh olympic medalist in swimming oh okay you can tell that he is long and lean tall yeah dorito <laughs> shape the the v-shape mighty um, but also he's he's got a severe look. I wrote like later on, he looks like Cillian Murphy or whatever. He's got like really sharp cheekbones. He's like he's like he's he's mid 60s, early 60s, straight cut, attractive. Yeah. They made sure super blonde, tan, you know, never had he a did. pimple. So like when he comes in, and you know, of course, Patty is just like hubba bubba bubba hubba bubba, super spy, spies are real. He's a secret agent man, and she's like all taken into the fantasy. And he has to be like, you know, well, James Bond has really just changed everything for like spies and our reputation. Like now everyone thinks that everyone's James Bond because like James Bond, what just happened? Well, this is James, 1965. There, so there are three James Bond movies out at that time, and Thunderball was being released, I want to say like two or three months later. Oh, wow. Yeah, Um, so we're in the... Well, also, and the name of the episode, The Girl from Nephew, is a riff on The Man from Uncle. And, uh, and, yeah, we'll get to the later on. But, yeah, like, Spy, Spy Mania. Spy-fi. A lot of spy... Also, because Get Smart debuted this season. Yeah. So, yeah. Get Smart uh, also starred William Schaller, Patty's dad. He did a a string of episodes. Oh, yeah. And he's one of those guys you've seen everywhere. That's his whole yeah. like look. He's, he really has, but he really has been around for a long time. So, the, so the, the director gross. also, uh, the director, by the way, um, Gary Nelson directed Get Smart. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, he directed fourteen episodes of Patty Duke, uh, and he died three months ago. Oh no! Yeah, he, he died in May of this year. Oh man! So rest in That's peace. Sucks. 
I, uh, oh, and also we should say, so the show was created by Sydney Sheldon. And so I actually have, let me see, I have research and stuff because of my book. Um, let me see. Da, 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 da. Okay, so here is the section from my Hayden Brook biography that has to do with the Patty Duke show. Uh, because, yeah, so I'll just get into it. So, <clears throat> this is not Brett talking. <laughs> Can you tell? <laughs> Yeah, now I'm a man. Um, so uh, with the I Dream of Jeannie pilot, a go at screen gyms, home of blondes with facial tics that can destroy worlds, Sheldon began the process of assembling his team. He had a head start because he'd already hired the entire writing staff himself. Sheldon was the primary writer for the Patty Duke show, having written a staggering 28 of season one's 36 episodes. He had every intention of writing every episode of Jeannie as well, because as he put it, I had no idea that it couldn't be done. So I did it. And how did he do it? Well, Sheldon did hire a few writers for Patty Duke, including future genie scribes Arnold Horowitz, Ray Singer, and Austin Irma Kalish. And since his old show shot in New York City, The Patty Duke Show, and his new show was shoot in Hollywood, he used his weekly airplane rides to work on scripts for The Patty Duke Show and then spent his time on ground in California concerned with genie. What in the world, Sidney Sheldon? <laughs> there's, there's, I mean, there's really great stories as to why they shot in New York. They were trying to shoot in, in California. They shot the pilot out there. Patty Duke was 16 years old. Mm -hmm. She did not want to fly back and forth from New York to, to L.A. because she lived in New York. Understandable. Um, before, I mean, this is this is something I just read on Wikipedia, is before the show, they had an idea for the show. Uh, she lived with Sidney Sheldon for a week, lived with his family uh, for a week, just to get her, her like, just so Sydney could say, you know, this is who I'm working with. This is what her personality yeah. was like. And he kind of discovered that she had these two personalities, one that's very manic and the other one that's very depressive. You can see where this is going. Yeah. And the, the two different characters. Later, she was diagnosed with bipolar disorder, um, wrote a book about it, uh, started a foundation and became a very active vocal um, mental health uh, supporter. Yes. Um, but the, the whole point was that she didn't want to fly back and forth. So all those shots of, of New York city that were, that could have been shot on a soundstage were shot in, in New York. Yeah. And Brooklyn. they look it too. Like it really does feel like we are out. Like it's really great. It's really yeah. a lovely little sequence. And um, if you watch them, if you watch something like, I remember a couple months ago, a couple years ago, we watched the Andy Griffith show, which really mm -hmm. was filmed on a set. Yeah, you can tell the difference between an, a real exterior and set exterior. That sunlight, you can't beat that natural sun. It was great. So eventually, when the sh they said the show should move to California, the last couple episodes were shot in California. She made the trip, and then she they, they just said, "I we don't want to keep going with the show if we're going to be traveling to California." So that's why the show ended after three seasons. But it did make it past 100 episodes, which is crazy. <laughs> it aired, they, they shot 105 episodes, but only aired 104. And I can't seem to find like, I want to look to see what that missing episode is. Interesting. A mystery for us to solve. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, so the spy, Mr. We'll just call him the spy. I don't know. He's like, well, uh, hello, Kathy. I have a gift from daddy. And he bends down and gives her a kiss, which is just weird. It's the way people greet each how, other sometimes. How people were back then. Before COVID. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, because only up until recently 
strange men were just kissing little girls in the mouth as gifts from daddy. He wouldn't That's kiss her on the mouth. I, it was well, just he kissed a, her on like the cheek, right? It was like he a little kiss her, her on the cheek. Yeah. Yeah, it, was it was weird. Oh, look, it's yeah. Anytime an adult man you've never met bends down to kiss you, it is it is weird. And that is also Kathy's like only appearance in this episode. Oh yeah, no, she appears again at the very end of the episode when I was like, "Who is that other adult woman sitting in the living room?" Oh no, that's Kathy. <laughs> So I'd like to, I wish I could get some confirmation on this because I'm just throwing out all this trivia. I just did a whole bunch of research for this. Kathy's hair is Patty Duke's real hair. Really? And Patty's hair is a wig or a hairpiece. Because it looks the reverse. Because Kathy's got some big hair. Kathy's hair was more subdued uh, and more of a natural look where Patty's was a little bit more styled. Yeah. So the styled one was apparently the hairpiece. So... Patty is turning some looks in this episode because she comes downstairs and she's all of a sudden wearing a trench coat and sunglasses. She's got an accent. And I did write, she looks like a 30 year old. Like she's dressed like a combination between secret squirrel and Morocco mole. Yeah. <laughs> Cause she is fully enamored of the spy life. And so you see where the episode is going. <laughs> yes. The, now then we get the theme song and the theme is just iconic. It's it is it's one of those things that i saw when i was a little kid and it still sticks with me to this day identical cousins like yeah i mean honestly like wandavision the theme from the 60s theme from that feels very in line wandavision like it it really is like a zeitgeisty kind of theme song it's a great it's just a great theme song identical cousins can't you see can't, that you'll find <laughs> on the all the time? Who knows? <laughs> it was sung by uh, the group that did the Flintstones, the Skipjacks. Oh, wow. That's a good name for a group. The Skipjacks. Um, Skipjacks. So Patty then sneaks in uh, to the spy's room. So the spy is staying with them for an undisclosed amount of time, like overnight. It just seems like a very phony setup. Oh, just- yeah. I'm I'm a spy, obviously a spy. I, I'm in the newspaper. He's the worst spy ever. Like <laughs> everybody knows this guy's name. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's like you know James Bond is coming here to hang out with us, and, and like he just blew any cover that he had. But David's James- staying with them for an extended period, like short period of time, and everyone's cool with it. Dad loves it. Mom loves it. Dad wrote an article about it. They're excited. Patty goes. So Patty uses the excuse of I'm going to go change his towels to like go into the room when he's not in there to like look at all of his stuff. And Ross is there and she's like, he's got poison knives in his shoes. There's a gun in the briefcase. Um, does Ross like gets out the can of shaving cream and he's like, what did, what's in this? And I was like, I wrote down like, no, it sneaks out dinosaur embryos. <laughs> like that's what that shaving cream does. <laughs> uh, I made a note that the laugh track was really bad. The oh yeah. So this is, a hundred percent a laugh track uh show this is not a sound stage or in front of an audience but i can see why i'd like this as a kid oh yeah it, it really is just it's it's fast-paced it's fun it's the characters are really committed to their bits i like it well and so and like patty duke as a little as a little actress <laughs> as an actor is so good she is you see why she won an oscar she's such she's so captivating to watch she's so fun to watch and i think yeah if you're a kid at this time patty is a character that's on television 
that feels real, feels like a teen, also feels written like a teen. Or maybe yeah. that's Patty like taking the material and elevating it. But she doesn't seem like, you know, a lot of teens at this time weren't written that well, maybe, or were barely on TV. Or, or teens were older than what they were playing. Yeah. You'd, you'd get like someone who's like maybe in their 20s playing a teen. That happened a lot in movies, maybe probably less in, in TV shows. But I mean, the fact that like Patty has agency, she's the lead of a show, she gets into trouble. She's not just a goody two shoes who's like getting ready to go off to college, which is kind of like the vibe of any type of like oldest daughter on a make room for daddy or whatever. It's like, I'm here and I'm looking for a husband and I'm going to go to school and then going to be a help. Like it's very not much personality there. <laughs> She said she had a steady TV boyfriend. I think his name is Richard through most mm. of the show. And they had ups and downs and, and they did the, the reunion movie years later, which revealed that they did get married, but they did split up. They had a kid oh. and then they split up. But then at the end of the reunion movie, they get back together. Yes. The happy ending. Just like Jan on uh, the Brady Bunch Christmas. She gets married to somebody. No, she, well, she gets married to them Brady brides, but then when they come back for Christmas, she's having marital problems. But then by the end of Christmas, they're all good. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then we find out like the real reason why the spy is there, probably, which is to visit the girl that he's like dating or seeing. Yeah. Because <laughs> she works in New York and he goes to the doctor's office and like, yeah. So it's like, oh, that's why he's there. He's like, oh, yeah, while I'm in New York, you know, hooking up with the woman I love. Woman I a, love. It's Her name, a, I believe, was Irene. It's a serious um, relationship. Uh, so there, then we get a misunderstanding. Oh, that, God, yes. That he calls her office and tries to get in touch with her. And, and, and it, he gets her answering service. Answering service. And he says, he, he makes it cagey. He's like, oh, it's the man from England. Yeah. And Paul, of course, is listening. And, and he's throwing out all this kind of like, coded romantic spy talk but it's not it's not the same as like the eagle flies at midnight or anything yeah. like that it's really just like the man from england and so yeah. patty much like when she sees her hot uh, sees a hot dog she loses her mind <laughs> and that's part of the the theme song i didn't make yeah. that up uh she loses, <laughs> she loses control and she's like he's meeting with a with some kind of spy he's on a spy mission because he just works for interpol not to say that that there aren't spies for interpol but there's a lot of there's a lot of support staff there's desk jobs there's you know all yeah. kinds of stuff. this works for interpol and so that's when so it, she over she overhears that conversation or right yeah she, or overhears, she overhears when because the woman then calls back is that when I can't. That's that's when that's when she, when she she takes the message about where they should meet, mm. which is this the this woman Irene's workplace, which is a doctor's office. She's yes, a nurse at a doctor's obstetrics. office. Obstetrics, yes. <laughs> um, but uh, she says she says something like, "If he comes over, I'll trap him." Yes, because she's got it on her mind that like I want. I want to also marry David, the swimmer turned spy. Um, <laughs> so uh, he, the whole point is that two people who are in love are being romantic and cagey. And Patty, of course, assumes the, the worst. You cannot be cagey in a sitcom. They, they need no. to just like flat out say, hi, my name is David. I work for Interpol and I'm, you know me, I'm coming over. 
to to marry you. I'm going to ask you to marry me when I get there. So act surprised. <laughs> Just let it all out. But no, Patty is now like there is a spy who is looking to entrap my hunky live in spy friend. There's and no I, there's no hint of romance, though. And there I is love no- that. There's yeah. no crush. She's honestly just infatuated with the gig of being a spy because she wants to be a spy. I love that. And she does not change out of the trench coat and sunglasses. It no. is great. So this is when we like they when we see the outdoors of New York City and it just and Ross because Ross and Patty are going to the doctor's office because they're like trying to, you know, uh, they're trying to protect their friend. Um, and it's just really cool seeing like early 60s or mid 60s new york city i just love that it is wonderful and it makes me think of like those are the days when you could afford a giant house as a newspaper editor yeah or you could um live in manhattan in a nice apartment that was also hey wait where do they live like they had to like They they lived in brooklyn Oh, okay. Because I was like, did they get a like Metro North? <laughs> no, Brooklyn. <laughs> no it's, it's in the theme song. She lives in Brooklyn Heights. Oh, wow. Yeah. Jeez. <sighs> yeah, I so can't imagine having a house that big in Brooklyn now. So they go to the they go to the doctor's office, and they try to be they try to be sneaky. They sneak in. Doesn't work. They're, they're doing the whole behind the newspaper thing. Classic. And and, and David shows up. Uh, David I shows like, up message <laughs> when they when they're like when they get caught and they're like oh Ross was uh, I'm here to he's here to get a checkup and it's like well it's obstetrics <laughs> so I don't <laughs> it's think a so, good Ross. gag yeah it's, it's really good, good. And uh, Ross to his credit is just pushed around by everybody yeah. he's just like yeah I'll, I'll do whatever you want me to do this is like the third season of it too and he's like i'm yeah. used to it. Um, and this is the point this is the point during my uh episode watching experience when jane seymour started trying to sell me a solitaire game <laughs> did you get that commercial on tubi no i think i just got a whole bunch of um detergent ads it was the cg dog is like selling jane seymour on solitaire grand harvest and i'm like Jane Seymour, why are you doing an ad for Solitaire with a CG dog? Why did Orson Welles do Transformers the movie? Oh, you don't know. Well, and then right after that was a proactive commercial, which just made me think like, Tubi, what are your demographics here? Because oh. you just advertised the over 70 set and then the under 15 set. They're covering all their bases, but nothing in the middle. No, the, the people with the actual money to like buy things and make decisions. They're just like, no, we are specifically, you know, who likes watching Patty Duke on Tubi? Grant, great grandparents and their great grandchild. Like that's, that's the audience. Um, so now we're back at the show and they're trailing him. Good old fashioned trailings, trailing. Uh, and this stop by, did you see what the store they stopped by? No. Tiffany Company? Tiffany Company? Tiffany and Company. Oh. <laughs> so, so they probably just found a storefront and just wrote the words Tiffany and Company. So they're doing that whole breakfast at Tiffany's kind of like, oh, we're looking at the, we're looking through the the window at Tiffany's kind of things. Yeah. And they, there's a moment where they like to, they can't see. And so they like to get closer, they go and jump on a parcel delivery truck and are like peeking around and then wouldn't you know it. The parcel delivery truck takes off, or they have the. Yeah. There's a lot. Like, I wonder. Do you wonder how long it took them to film stuff like that? 
Because that's a bit of business. Like they're outside, they're involving a car. There's a lot going on. That was probably a full day shoot in New York. Of just the outside. Yeah. And you know, they did a lot of takes. They wanted to get it. Like you said, Patty Duke has so much business in this. She's the main character. She's two main characters. She's in virtually every scene. I wrote, like, she's having a blast. Like, she, it looks like she's just having the time of her life. Everyone looks like they're having a good time. It looks like it was probably a very lovely set. I don't know anything about that. Um, (laughs) I do know where Sidney Sheldon keeps his personal archives. So I could, you know, I could get some documents. Uh, (laughs) Now, the show was also created by William Asher. Oh, that is the bewitched. And this is. He directed 110 of the 179 I Love Lucy episodes. Yes. Yeah. So this is where the bad blood between Genie and Bewitched is born because. So you'll have to read the book whenever it happens. If you're a publisher or an agent, please, dear God, get in touch with me. Or if you know any publishers or agents, please, dear God, get in touch with me. Because I've actually done a lot of research on the origins of Jeannie and the like weird feud between Sidney Sheldon and William Asher. Uh, shockingly, they both remember everything differently. <laughs> Very Rashomon. Um but like, to, so like from Sidney Sheldon's point of view, Screen Gems called him and was like, hey, Patty Duke's great. We have this show Bewitched. Do you want to do another show? Do you want to? He's like, I have an idea for a genie. And they're like, okay, cool. Um, William Asher then was like very angry that Sidney Sheldon didn't like run that by him first. Um, and I, I also have disproven the notion that I Dream of Genie uh, was a ripoff of Bewitched because they shot the pilot for genie like when i think only like two episodes of bewitched had aired so like i mean like if, if you're accusing them of like stealing from bewitched they didn't have a lot to steal from like the premises yeah. are the same but i also note that like you know what else started this year my mother the car um ghost of mrs muir comes out a couple years later it's like it's not that original of a premise like this is the season where like monsters adam's family just witches and haunted cars and nazi pow camps are just all over television <laughs> i can only think of one nazi pow camp sitcom if you know more Hogan's I... heroes <laughs> yeah but was there another one <laughs> uh you know what i'm sure they've tried was there uh, a of hogan's heroes um i would love to do hogan's heroes at some point because that, sh- that is a show with a lot of drama i've seen um, autofocus i've seen autofocus friends go see autofocus and then come back later uh so so yeah so they're trailing him so then he takes her to eat at janos a hungarian restaurant hungarian new york restaurant and so they of course patty's like going in she like shoves ross like no like i don't you know don't come in i'm going in solo but she goes in and they're like what they won't let she needs an escort yeah, they don't let they don't I, I don't think it was an escort as much as we don't see single parties, single yes. person parties. So she runs out and grabs Ross. I Ross, love that Ross is just sitting there. <laughs> Ross Ross gets picked or like picked up so much he needs a handle. Like he's he, a prop. Everything's like, come on, Ross. We're come on, Ross. Come here, Ross. He just he's just he's at the whims of fate. And I love it because he's he's a likable character. He's just friendly. He's just no. a did he ever get any lead episodes? That's what I want to know. But we'll see. He's still alive. Uh, Maybe he's listening to the podcast. 
No, please. Yeah, he has a Google alert set for Patty Duke. Paul O'Keefe. Paul O'Keefe. Paul yes. O'Keefe. They sit down. And then, so like when the waiter cops is like, what, uh, uh, bring us two peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. This is a Hungarian restaurant. Bring us two Hungarian peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> very good. Very good. Jeff. I'm imagining it's just a lot of paprika. Yeah. I also love that the Hungarian wait staff are wearing these like blousey silk shirts, which I guess like is native to, they kind of look like um uh, Russia when they do the, the dance. The babushka. Oh my god. (laughs) The mamushka, that's not a real thing. Um, Yeah, kind of like that. It's kind of like, yeah, what Gomez wears in Adam's family during that scene. So I'm Hungarian on my grandmother's side. Oh, wow. I know zero nothing about the culture. Like, I I just know that uh, Megan makes goulash. Goulash is Hungarian. It's It's something that has a lot of paprika in it. We make it with gnocchi because it's really good that way. Mm. But your, your mileage may vary. Well, and uh, the Gabor sisters. Gabor sisters. Infamous Hungarians. <laughs> Definitely infamous. As infamous as Hungarians as you could get. Yeah. Uh, wait, is Arnold Schwarzenegger? No, he's Austrian. Right? Oh, Austrian. He's Austrian. Yeah. Different country. Uh, so the chocolate mousse is coming because uh, they ordered chocolate mousse, right? The, the ordered- spy and the lady spy. Yes, the spy and the lady spy are talking, and in their in their conversation, they're talking about uh, this trip that they took to the beach, and they said, "Whoa, where are all the photographs from that?" And David the <laughs> yeah. spy says, "Oh, I have them right here." And if he does the most spyy thing you can do, he whips out some microfilm. Yep, photos are on the all microfilm. spies have is microfilm. The microfilm has driven the plots of so many movies. Yeah, for being really- tiny film, it is really big impact on cinema just very small pictures <laughs> so we've introduced we've introduced Chekhov's gun yes to this there's there's microfilm involved patty ross still looking over giant menus at these two and they order the chocolate they, they, they order dessert which is the chocolate mousse yes which is served the same way they serve it, I think, at um, fancy steak restaurants, where they just put it in very big flat dishes and just put. And it's not in a cup, it's not in a, a a bowl. It's flat dishes, and that gets sent over from the kitchen, but it gets intercepted yes. by Patty, who, in some kind of how we don't know, maybe she carries pastry equipment with her. <laughs> Yeah, because it's it, it's a white cream, not a, a chocolate cream. Uh, and it says, beware. Yeah, she, she writes beware on it. <laughs> Surrender Dorothy. But it, beware is written on the chocolate mousse. And David's like, I know who wrote beware on my chocolate mousse. So is this the first time that he notices that he's being trailed? No. Did he know? Okay, because I was like, he's a horrible spy if this is the first time. <laughs> no, he, he he I think he knew it. But now she's trying to get his attention. So yes. So, so the, and now this is where he's like, she well, she's like hiding the coat check or whatever. He basically he's like, hey, I need to get, I need to get this little chick and her brother. He's a little rugger ass. I need to distract them because I gotta hook up. I gotta make time with my uh, hot nurse lady, my nurse, my hot nurse lady friend, hot nurse lady friend Irene. So he gives her a mission, Plan M. Which is a full day of activity. It's he, he basically came up with a strat, uh, a scavenger hunt 
yeah. on the fly. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's like, okay, so go to the malt shop, then go watch a double feature, then go drop off this film and then go home. And then like, God, there were specifics lot. to it too. He yeah. said, go to the malt shop, order two banana splits and really <laughs> enjoy them. Then go to the movie theater and watch the double feature. Um, I forgot what the double feature was. I, it was it was some cowboy movie. Yeah, it was a cowboy movie that I looked up that wasn't real because I was like, oh, were these actual movies? And no. Well, I also tried to do the math of like, how long is a double feature back then? Because I feel like the movies in double feature are probably what, 60 minutes? It depends. Like some of like the older like Westerns might have been like 60, 75 minutes. Like, yeah, this isn't a four hour commitment. This isn't like, okay, you're going to go watch Avengers Endgame and Avengers Infinity War back to back. (laughs) They're having an extended version of Lord of the Rings. Sit through all of it. Don't go to the bathroom. (laughs) There are hidden messages every 32 minutes. Make sure you write down the fifth word. So the silliness happens and she thinks she, when does she think that she she loses the microfilm? Is it at the ice cream, the malt shop, or is it it's, in the? It's in at the, the so yeah, it's at the movie theater, I think, because they like go to the they eat the instructions also, right? Yeah, they eat the instructions. Yeah, yeah, because like they don't want to get caught with them. Um, so Patty is like super suspicious of literally everyone. She She's thought that she paranoid. lost the film, but Ross like was like, no, you put it X Y Z. Ross is the spy. Ross is observant Ross and also blends. unassuming. He blends into the background. He's yeah. just a plain, uh, don't take this the mm-hmm. wrong way, Paul O'Keefe, but he's a pretty plain dude from the mid 1960s. Yeah, he there's like nothing. Blonde hair, glasses, button down shirt. I'm dressed like I'm cosplaying Ross. Yes, you are. <laughs> and I'm Patty. <laughs> honestly this hair um it's kind of what i was going for i don't know um era Those appropriate bar, 1960s. Square. <laughs> uh, oh and then so they, they go to the theater uh they're crawling on the floor because she, she actually did drop the film and like so now they're actually looking for it and i was like the range of people seeing this double feature is all over there's an old lady next to an adult man you know patty and ross are there it's a lot yeah it was a Western film that had a full, that had a full house, mm-hmm. more or less, in the middle of an afternoon. Which I, yeah, I, I'm trying to figure out. So they went to lunch, so that was midday. Then they got ice cream, so that puts it around maybe one o'clock mm-hmm. to one thirty, and then they go see a double feature, which, which is I'm going to say at longest is two and a half hours. Let's say two and a half Just hours. If we're being as like giving them as much benefit of the doubt or whatever. And it has to be a weekend because there's people of all different ages and yeah. and dress at this thing. So it, it can't be the middle of the of an afternoon. Who who in their right mind in the 1960s would, would skip work to go see a double feature of a Western? No, it's a weekend. <laughs> the doctor's office is open on weekends, which is very nice because not all doctor's offices are now. And often we need them. Yeah, that's why that's why the world has relied on urgent care for so long. The true heroes. <laughs> this episode is dedicated to every urgent care. I mean, honestly, yes. Thank you so much for your service. Seriously, uh, especially uh, during the pandemic when I needed like quick tests and stuff. Like, yeah. yeah. Urgent so care. we get the we get the gag of they they rub up against an old lady on the floor. She thinks it's the guy next. She socks him with her purse. Then like the manager comes in to you know do the like what are you doing and then like 
he doesn't question he is like he's buying the story hook line he's like turn the lights on and she's like what <laughs> call the <laughs> like he like doesn't he eventually call for the police like it's like yeah everything he, he is screaming and madness yeah it's it's just a lot of shtick but it's really amped up and it's fun that's what i love yeah. about it it was a really fun moment where she's like he says i'm gonna call the police she's like yes call the police, call the police. <laughs> because because she she thinks that there's spies, 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 spies. She's very paranoid yeah. and thinks that police are the ones who are going to sort things out because they apparently have a line to the Interpol. I don't, I don't know what's going through Patty Duke's head, but there is a lot of antics. And at the end of the day, they all end up back in Brooklyn Heights in their gigantic house. Like yeah. this, this house makes the house from home alone look like a tin can it is so big for a <laughs> especially for, for being in brooklyn heights like it's like some long island realness like that's what i thought like did they get on the long island railroad uh but yeah no it is a brooklyn beautiful house uh oh and this is where we find out that he proposed our spy he daddy look. proposed yes the spy and the nurse are gonna uh make some really attractive uh children they're gonna thunderball Yes. <laughs> uh, so then Patty comes with the police. Uh, and- because because she just has she she can't mind her own business. She she this is this is the 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 the, the climax of the whole film is the reveal that he that she is not an enemy spy that the two of them are engaged. David the spy takes the the cop to the side and he's like look it's a misunderstanding <laughs> you don't really hear what he says but he doesn't really say i am actually a spy but let's like it it. It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not relevant get out i just get out of here well uh, what's also funny is they never tell patty that like because right like she basically at the end of it when they're leaving patty like looks at the white of the you know the now fiance and she's like yeah uh you know some of us have it some of us don't when it comes to being a spy <laughs> It's like, damn, Patty, ice cold. She's great. <laughs> I love she's, that. She's absolutely wonderful. Like, I I have never seen her in anything else. And she's she worked consistently up until her, her death. And she's just great. Yeah, I, I've seen. Uh, so recently, I've seen two other episodes of Patty Duke show. I've seen the one with Paul Lind, um, mm-hmm. which is like an early episode. Yeah, like the second like, or third episode. Yeah. Uh, so I've seen that one. And then I've also seen there's a Christmas episode where kathy's dad who's a spy really a spy is coming home uh but like he can't make it and so like there's there's a lot of more spy shenanigans in that one as well Spies so it is big. we it's weird that that is a running subplot of the patty duke show is like oh also we have a spy element i would love that just have a, a like a regular just plain old tv show and randomly the spy shows up and the spy does some spy stuff yeah um <laughs> there's there, it reminds me there's a bollywood movie called andas apna apna where it's a romance it's a, it's you know two guys chasing the same girls two, two poor guys chasing the same rich girl it's fun they do some shtick they do some antics and randomly crime master gogo shows up and it's a guy in a cape <laughs> and a black suit with sunglasses and he steals people's bikes 
It is brilliant. I love it. It's, it and Crime Master Gogo is played by the same guy who plays uh, Mola Ram in uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. But it's, it's this great film where you have this, you know, they're they're on a bus, they're telling jokes, they're singing songs, and like all of a sudden, Crime Master Gogo shows up and he steals someone's bike. <laughs> gotta love it. Yeah, I mean, uh, they uncles and aunts like that's that's a good reason for them to come on the show is because they bring a whole genre with them mm. you know like like uh my uncle's a you know an er doctor so now all of a sudden this episode can be an er episode or something that's a so fun little friend, uh, gimmick that you my can do. friend is a interpol agent what's like See? what does that mean like what did that mean back then they couldn't have did it mean spy did it mean that or was it like i well, is it kind of like, I mean, Inter- Interpol is just international police, right? Yeah. The only so thing I, I know is that they're really big on VHS law. <laughs> if you remember that, or I'm like, what was up with that? Anytime you rent a VHS, like ever, all VHS tapes in the early 80s and early 90s or whatever had like that big Interpol warning at the beginning. Yeah. Hey, have you ever downloaded a car? You wouldn't, would you? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's it 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 kind of threw me just that knowing that interpol is what it is it is not mi6 it is not (laughs) a secret organization i'm sure there are people who work undercover but at the same time it's not you don't go into work and everybody is in a trench coat and sunglasses and not telling each other their real names yes it's it's archer like (laughs) it's an office like any other office (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's why patty's going to be very disappointed because she's going to stick to this cia track that's what the reunion movie is she's all of a sudden a spy she's the Love cold that. war right wouldn't that be great if like atomic if... blonde actually was a uh, patty duke <laughs> episode originally just imagine a sitcom just like a, a random sitcom and that they do a reunion show and suddenly it's a completely different show it's like let's do a cheers reunion and suddenly everyone in cheers is like we're in the mortician business and we steal people's rings. Have but, you have you seen the Brady's? No. The hour-long drama? No. We have to do it. Marsha gets a drinking problem. Bobby is in a wheelchair. Uh, I think Greg runs for no, I think uh the dad runs for office. It is wild. What? <laughs> so yeah, they ran for half a season. And I have it. Uh, I have it right here. It's uh, my. It was an hour long. It was an an hour long long drama because like 30 something was big at that time. And the very Brady Christmas was a big hit. And so they were like, hey, let's meld the two. And because people want to see those Brady kids as as uh, average looking adults. (laughs) Real teens. Who was always beautiful. Real teens with real problems. The old Stanley way of doing it. It's just wild. It's so great. Um, But yeah. That is the uh, Patty Duke show. Uh, do you have ready for some uh, must have facts? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah. About this little episode, I don't got many because, uh, hey, it wasn't in the top 30 uh, this season. It was not it was the, a the big seventh hit. episode of the third season. So it, it had gotten two seasons behind it. It might have yeah. been slowing down a little bit. Uh, IMDb rated this one a little lower than the earlier episodes in the season. I don't Which, know. Come on, I think it was good. Uh, the top five uh, TV shows around this week were number five, Bewitched, four, Get Smart, three, The Andy Griffith Show, two, Gomer Pyle, USMC, and number one, everyone's favorite 1960s television show, Bonanza! <laughs> Westerns were big. Westerns there was, were... you could not, when Bonanza, Gunsmoke, any of those shows, as a kid, you could not pay me. Well, also, I didn't really have a concept of money then, so that you could not pay, you could not give me X-Men action figures to watch an episode of Gunsmoke or Bonanza when I was a kid. And when I would go over to my granny's house, that is what was on. She loved her old, old Westerns. But you can pay other people to do it. And anytime you're doing research into any of these actors or actresses, everybody has multiple episodes of these Western shows. And there were so many of them. There were there were dozens of titles that it ran wild for hundreds of uh, like 20 years or something like wild. Um, I don't know. Maybe we should do a Western month. Or something. Is there a funny Western? Well, F Troop, F Troop, which I would love to do. I mean, Is it streaming anywhere? No, but you can buy it on iTunes. And I have bought um, there's I bought the Pollen guest where he plays a Mountie. Oh, um, but yeah, no, my my love of Ken Barry, Larry Storch just passed. Just passed. I loved I loved uh, Larry Storch on F Troop when I was a kid. He he was my point of reference character. I just I really I have, related to Agar. I have only seen I only remember seeing one F Troop episode, and that was when I was homesick when I was a little older. So mm. it was when I'd normally be in school. This it wasn't just the normal Nick at night, like six o'clock to eleven o'clock or whatever. It was. I want to say like one o'clock in the afternoon. The only reason I saw it was because I was homesick that day. Yeah, so I think I was it was like, a TV land show. So that's where I mostly watched it. I think it might've been on Nick at night as well, but it was only two seasons. The first one in black and white, second in color. And then done really sad. Well, uh, but um, so the, uh, the ABC Wednesday night lineup that this aired as part of was started with like, I don't know, season 87 of the adventures of Ozzy and Harriet. <laughs> like Jesus, that was still on. Then the Patty Duke show, then Gidget. And honestly, I can't think of a better hour of synergy television than Patty Duke show and Gidget. Like that is good. Um, go back and listen to the the Gidget episode that we did a while ago with uh, Rob uh, Stern and Meredith Hackman. It's very fun. Oh, wonderful and very weirdly progressive. It was really a surprising uh, episode. Um, so then the Big Valley, which I think was a Western. it was a, a, a drama Western. I think it was, yeah. a Western. it was a Western. And then closing out the night to tie back to Spy Mania was Amos Burke's Secret Agent, which 
was retitled from Burke's Law. So seasons one and two, it's Burke's Law. And then they're like, man, spies. Now all of a sudden, Amos Burke's secret agent did not last. Uh, no. <laughs> but hey, it lasted, it lasted three seasons? Well, the first two as just a normal lawyer show. And, and or a cop a... show, I guess. And then he became a spy. Now he's a secret agent. <laughs> Love yeah. that. It, and was Angus Burke a real person? Amos Burke? No. Uh... Or is that a character? No, it was a character. Okay. Yeah. Who are you, Amos Burke? Amos Burke. Angus Burke. Is he, like a, Burke. Is he a literary? Uh, the show starred Gary. Oh, Gene Barry. <laughs> it's going to be Gary Barry. What? Gary Barry. He's a captain of the Los Angeles Police Homicide Division. Um, he was chauffeured around to solve crimes in a 1962 Rolls Royce Silver Cloud 2. <laughs> complete with early car phone. So that's, that's a poli- the gimmick. That's a police fantasy right there. Is that we that are is, important enough for, to, for us to be chauffeured around in Rolls Royces. Yeah, and people are tuning in to see that car phone. Car I phone. mean, I remember I was obsessed with Dick Tracy just because he had a wristwatch that was a phone. And now my mom has a wristwatch this, that's a phone and she can't even yeah. use it very well. Uh, things I aren't as good mom, as we thought they'd be. You can't, you can't make a phone call from the, from the Apple Watch. I, I know you've tried. <laughs> on imdb 30 users rated this a 7.6 uh higher lower is that accurate what okay. do you think i think it's very accurate i do without seeing the rest of the season i know that they started high in season three and that started this is the episode they started to drop in imdb ratings mm. not to say that you know ratings at the time might have said something different. IMDb rings kind of hit this episode as a little bit of a downturn. Yeah, I would give this like a, I mean, a 7.6 is fine for me. I think that's about right. Uh, like, I, I, it was very enjoyable. It was it was light comedy. It, I wasn't rolling on the ground laughing. No, but no, the R-O-F. There's R-O-F-L. Something- there's so many series that that are like that where so many people tell me, oh, it's so hilarious. I actually I loved it. And I, I can say I like watching it, but I'm not laughing at what we do. Uh, what we do in the shadows. Perfect example. Oh, I, I laugh out I loud love at that, that show. I think it's great. Like everything about <laughs> it, the special effects, the acting, the jokes. But it's not something I can sit there and just kind of and just acknowledge that, oh, that was a joke. And that was a good joke without it hitting me emotionally where I'm <laughs> Like oh, that's me. That it gets me every time. <laughs> know, it's it's uh, maybe it's that it's anything with Nadja and Laszlo. <laughs> I love. Them. If you're watching something with a group, I think it's easier to laugh a whole bunch and and get that contagious laughter. But if you're watching something with maybe just one other person on the couch or just by yourself, I think it really has to work hard. To oh yeah, over time. To yeah, work has to work hard, and there are things that do that. Like I couldn't stop. Like the first time I watched Anchorman wasn't in a theater; it was <laughs> on DVD, and I I really could not stop laughing at that. Mm-hmm. I was by, by myself in North Carolina, and and just laughed. But Patty Duke acknowledged that it's that's cute. Acknowledged it's, it's very comedy, cute. Acknowledged the jokes. And what good. I and also because like I sure like a Green Acres, which is contemporary of this. That show still makes me laugh out loud because Green Acres is wild. Yeah. Green Acres has some great jokes. Uh, Ava Gabor is a genius. Uh, so, like, it isn't just one of those, like, well, shows back then weren't funny. It's like, no, Dick Van Dyke's show also makes me laugh. Like, good there, shit. There totally are shows that are like that. Like, 
I laughed my ass off at uh, uh, what's happening. The first mm-hmm. episode that you and I did have the, 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 the whole series set. Love it. It's great. What's happening. What's happening now. Uh, who had the must see performance? Oh, Paul O'Keefe. See, Ross. I'm going to Patty do because my, <laughs> which I guess is a cop out because it's her show. Look, Ross was she great. Was great. She was, she was absolutely wonderful. I just, I look like, I look like Ross. I dress like Ross. It's I, a point of identification. Like you're like, I, Oh, I feel seen. <laughs> Guy, guys with glasses. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a personality these days. It's why um, I love buddy Sorrell because, Oh man, an irascible cantankerous five foot five man <laughs> who uh, thinks he's funny. That's I understand. So I would say, I would say Ross, I would say Paul O'Keefe, just because he's, he, he he's the straight man that delivers the punchlines. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I like that because Patty is all over the place. Patty's Pat when Patty's delivering the punchlines, they're manic. Oh yeah. She's paranoid. Nonstop it, energy. Nonstop energy. But when Paul, like when, um when Ross gets in there, it's just like that whole, Oh, the Eeyore feeling yeah. of just like yeah. bring down on a killer joke. And I love that. So, and this ties into the must other people see this episode. I don't know because we did not get the full Patty Duke show experience. We do not see any, really any split screen. No. Any like twin action. There was more twin action in the credits than oh, there yeah. was in the whole episode. By far. Kathy's hardly in this. It's not the Kathy up. Duke show. Kathy shows up in the beginning to say hello to David and she shows up at the end to say goodbye Goodbye. to David. Yeah. (laughs) But there's like the simmering resentment, like my friend comes, Patty's the one who hangs out with him. No one wants to hang out with Kathy. (laughs) Patty, Patty, Patty. (laughs) There's probably tons. I know there are tons more episodes where Kathy is a major player, but it, you ever get the feeling you're being cheated? Yeah. Yeah. So this is the first Patty Duke uh, show episode we're doing on Must Have Seen TV, and it was truly the Patty show. The Patty show, which is fine. There was, there was, you know, by the by the third season, there were a lot of Patty episodes. Patty was Patty was the one who was current with the youth. She yeah. was reflective of 1960s teen culture. So th- why why would you put Baby in a corner? Well, and also as we. Uh, can you know have discussed is like you got to keep your lead happy yeah like jaleel white by season five or six is like guys you got to give me something more else to do so that's when they all of a sudden he's got bruce lee powers now he's a robot now he's etc etc the other reason that they filmed in new york and i can't believe i left this out because it's actually really big is that in California, she was 16 at the time. Mm-hmm. California had Jackie Coogan labor laws. Oh, Jackie! Where you, could, where you could not film as much as you could in New York. New York didn't have the <laughs> laws. So they're like, in addition to her not wanting to fly out to LA, they're like, hey, guess what? You can work more hours on this sitcom and we don't <laughs> have to, we don't have to uh, deal with uh, the yes. labor relations board. <laughs> you know, yeah definitely love uh love when a show can skirt the law to get those good good zingers get, get those good good zingers good good content well so, how do we how are we feeling about uh 
two weeks into a new era, he says as he hikes up his bra. <laughs> I'm loving it, and I hope that other people love me. I know we yeah. talked last time about my need for validation. Oh, so. God, yes. I mean, honestly, I want people to love Barb. Uh, please um, tell me I'm pretty. Tell me I'm good. Tell me I'm good. It's, it's always Sonny's really good joke. Um, uh, if there's anything, I mean, let's encourage a lot more interaction. Because if you guys leave uh, YouTube comments or Instagram comments or Twitter comments or reviews, which are very good, I will try to remember to read them on air. If they're good, if they're good. And if you tag Brett in a tweet, maybe Brett will show me and I'll also be able to comment on it. Yes. I I don't go on Twitter that much, but if you tag me, I'll find it and that's cool. But you know what? Uh, It's up to you. But also Twitter is a horrible cesspool. <laughs> but no, it's I, I'm I'm very excited. Um, I next week we'll be doing an episode of TV from the 70s because I think it's fun to go 50s, 60s will be 70s. We'll figure out what that is, um, and I will have a 70s look. So it'll be the Farrah Fawcett hair next week. Oh, I, which I've been look- not wearing because I'm like it's hot. I don't, the 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 bob is a lot uh is a lot cooler. It's the Patty. Um, it's the Patty Duke. Girl. Yeah, but the I mean, for me, the full Barb Harley experience is the main. <laughs> is uh, who have I become? Another person. You've uh, literally become Barb Hardly. That's yes. Yeah, that's uh, it. I don't answer to anything else unless you're an agent or a publisher. In which case, literally call me anything. Uh, and also, if this helps sell a book, if you can sell, oh, a drag queen wrote about I Dream of Jeannie. Hey, like, let's we can talk. <laughs> I will do anything because I've written thousand words. We all want to read the book. <sighs> um, but yeah, I mean that. So I guess, huh? I guess that does it for this uh, episode of Must Have Seen TV. Ethan, where can people follow you on the internets or talk to you or tag you or give you accolades and your flowers? <laughs> you can find me on Instagram. I'm at Ethan K fifty five, and I have a Tumblr which is just memes. And if you look up, I believe it's EK Ultra. It's just me. <laughs> and it's awful. Don't don't go there. Tumblr is a hell site. They advertise. Oh, really? That, yeah, Tumblr is a hell site. They advertise the fact that they are a hell site. Oh, okay. Um, well, at least they are leaning into it. Yeah, it's not it's not like 4chan or, or, or like, you know, hell sites. But it, it's, it is just like, no, there is no redeeming feature to Tumblr. Twitter, it's, yeah. Um... It's, not, it's not TikTok where they, you get like medical advice and like, you know, actual like <laughs> tips. No, no. Tumblr is all just burning fields and people <laughs> running into the water. Like that's what, that's what it is. But uh, yeah, hey. I'm on Instagram, EthanK55. Pictures of cats and stupid things that I find. It's life. Yes. Uh, so yeah, um, next week we'll be discussing who knows what you'll find out when it uh, happens, but it'll be from the 70s. Um, I don't know if you hear this and want to suggest something. If you catch us in the right time, you might catch us before I decide what we're going to do. Uh, until then, we do want to hear from all of y'all. Follow Must Have Seen TV on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, even though who knows how active those will be, uh, just do whatever. Uh, if you like what you've heard, uh, please rate and review uh, on uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, follow me on Twitter at, at Brett White or at Barb Hardly. I'm also on Instagram at, at Brett White or at Barb Hardly. And you can read the words that are right at decider.com. 
uh, thanks to Acast for hosting all of the shenanigans. And I guess also thanks to YouTube for hosting a video, but also like, eh, YouTube, you've got enough going. You don't need any of credit from me. Uh, <laughs> thanks to all y'all for listening. It's for some of y'all for, for, for watching. Uh, hopefully we, hopefully our pretty mugs kept you entertained or feel we're feeling, feeling less alone. Yeah. We've yeah. tapped into that global neighborhood. The Epcot yeah. Center promised us. <laughs> yeah, so I will see y'all uh, next time on Must Have Seen TV, baby. Wait, uh, Is that, I can't blow a kiss. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.